podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the One Short Podcast, the Sports Gazette's official cricket podcast. I'm Toby. I'm joined today by Ayush. How are you, mate? I'm good, Toby. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. And Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. Excited to talk Cricket World Cup. Can't wait for Thursday. Yeah, a bit of a spoiler there. This will be our official Cricket World Cup preview podcast. Might be a bit longer than the rest of ours. And then after this, we're hoping to do two a week um, that will be coming out throughout the World Cup and continuing on through the England-India Test Series and the huge amount of cricket that will be coming up the rest of this year. Um, but we're going to try and work through each team, basically all 10 teams in the World Cup, uh, and go through who we think their most important player is, and one player that they could try and steal from another team from a different country to try and sort of figure out where they're weakest. Um, but let's jump right in and start with England, the current holders of the ODI World Cup. Obviously one of the favourites for this tournament, Michael. You've just written a, a piece previewing them that will be coming out shortly for the Sports Gazette website. What did you make of them? Yeah, I think um, it's really exciting. Obviously, uh, they're champions won the 2019 World Cup and the opening fixture against New Zealand is a repeat of that fixture. I think um, my most important player is, shout out, Dawid Milan. I think he, his slow and steady nature will be very important for England. I think with all the big hitters in their batting lineup, uh, they have a tendency to kind of crumble low scores. And I think with Dawid Milan, he's in great form uh, in the New Zealand series. He got 126, uh, 90 something as well, and, and a half and a half century as well. So he's looking really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, no, I think Malan could be crucial. He's in unbelievable form at the moment, and if he can keep going through, then obviously starting starting early doors uh, for this England side could be could be key. What about you, Aish? Who do you think could be crucial for this England side? Yeah, I, I was torn between uh, David Malan and the player I'm going to name. Uh, but yeah, I, I like what Michael said about Milan. He's just so good. And he's just that kind of player you think is going to perform in India in those conditions, isn't he? And he's going to hold the key. But I believe, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go, uh, I'm going to say Mohin Ali. Uh, because, yeah, the conditions, You, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Toby are very well aware of my love for all-rounders. So, yeah, Mohin Ali, I think in those conditions, given his IPL experience as well, Played a very big role in, I would say, Chennai winning the 2021 IPL. And uh, I think in these conditions, with what he can do with the bat, what he can do as a spinner, especially offy, uh, he's going to hold the key for England, I believe. Yeah, I, I do agree. I was thinking Moan Ali maybe is an option, but I've actually gone for Liam Livingston as my sort of crucial player. I think he's likely going to bat in that number six position, which... It's probably one of the hardest positions to bat in ODI cricket because you can come in kind of whenever. You could lose a few early wickets and be in within the first sort of 10 overs in the power play, or you can come in and face two, three balls right at the end if your team's on an absolute flyer. And I was a little bit sceptical before these sort of warm-ups with, uh, with New Zealand have happened, whether he'd be able to sort of fulfil that position. But he, I think he made really nice 90, and I think he's kind of showing he has more than just the ability to swing, which could be really key. And he is probably going to have to bowl at least about sort of four or five overs every match to just try and sort of release a bit of pressure on Mo and Ali and maybe some of the seamers if, if they get hit around a bit. So I think he could be 
key. And then on to a player they might want to steal from someone else. Michael, who do you think England, where do you think they could really improve? Well, I think their pace options are good, but I think um, you can't rely on Mark Wood. You know, you, you saw that at the Ashes in the summer, he couldn't he couldn't uh, last, so he's not going to play every game. I think Reese Topley's good, but um, yeah, I'd probably go for Mitchell Stark just because I love him. I think his pace is just scary. Saw his hat trick yesterday against yesterday against the Netherlands. Um, when he's on form, you'd hate to bat against him. So yeah, I'd go Mitchell Stark. I think that's a very good call. I think most teams would be happy to have Mitchell Stark in their side. <laughs> what about you, Aish? Who do you think England could try and pinch from another team? Yeah, yeah, that that Mitchell Stark or Trent. I, I was thinking Mitchell Stark and Trent Bolt also, because you know. Uh, like Michael mentioned, uh, it's Reese Topley. You're not too sure. I mean, he's got really good numbers in ODIs as well, limited overs. But I mean, just I mean, Stark and Trent Bolt are just a different level. But I was just thinking from another angle. For me, I I I think Rashid Khan. I know I know Adil Rashid is that guy, but given what Rashid Khan can also do with a bat and in the field, just imagine how just. I think England is already one of the strongest strongest teams around. It's so I don't think they really need another player. But if that's if it, we have to pick one, it's going to be Rashid Khan. I think. Yeah, I think leg spin is not a bad option as well. Rashid's definitely been struggling, sort of since 2019, particularly facing these sort of top teams who he will be crucial against in sort of the hope to try and get a victory. I've gone for a slightly sort of cheat cheaty one, but I've gone for Jofra Archer. Uh, he's obviously injured. On the side, Jasper Boomer, I think, a very similar kind of role. But I think England really are lacking a sort of bowler who can bowl sort of top and tail, open up with a new ball, get a few crucial wickets, and then come back at the end to, to see off a victory, bowling tight at the death. And obviously, Jofra was that in 2019, came in late, might be it this year. And I think Jasper Boomer similarly would do a very, very good job. Um, speaking of Boomer, moving on to, to India next. Home team, definitely one of the favourites, won the 2011 uh, competition, but haven't won any trophies since then. Ayush, how do you think they might fare and, and who's going to be their crucial player? Yeah, uh, again, that the India, it's just that jinx that has been following it, them since 2013 was the last Champions Trophy that they won. 2011, they ha- like you mentioned, they haven't won a World Cup after that, even in T20. So, But they've hit some really good form for the World Cup, the Asia Cup, the Australia series, I think uh, players are clicking. There are a lot of players who Indi- the Indian team could rely on to get them over the line, but you have you you can't you can't see beyond Virat Kohli, can you? The, the guy to be their most important player. I mean, just the aura that he carries is just the name and just what he can do on just by himself. So I think Virat Kohli is going to be the guy to take India through. There's some a massive bit of history that he's chasing as well, closing in on Sachin Tendulkar uh, for the 50 ODI hundreds. But yeah, I think I think it's going to come down to Virat because once he gets going, it's it's going to be buzzing. He is definitely one of the best ODI players of all time. What about you, Michael? Who do you think is their crucial player? Uh, obviously, Virat Kohli is a good shout. Uh, with the with the tournament being hosted in India, it's going to be massive for him. But uh, I wanted to shout out Jasper Bumrah coming back from injury. I think on his day, he's one of the best bowlers in the world, um, and he's so dangerous. But honestly, you could name so many India players. Uh, they've got so much depth there. Yeah, it's quite scary for an England fan. 
Yeah, I think India for me was the hardest team to sort of pick the most important player in a weakest position. Um, I went for Jadeja as their most important player. I think sort of having him in that all-rounder position, um, probably going to try and get him to bowl 10 overs every single time. But also his ability with the bat is crucial. And when you sort of think about maybe some of their other bowling options who don't quite have that ability with the bat, I think having him in there is key. And then Ayush, on the sort of most, uh, on their weakest position, who would you like to see come and play for India? Well, since since this, in this entire build-up for India for this World Cup, the one thing that has really you know been a bit of a problem for me is someone in the top five who can also bowl, who can also give you a few overs. Because when the top guys are not firing, you just need some maybe a part timer can change things around. They do have those six bowling options with Pandya back to his full bowling range, but I think that. Someone like a Liam Livingston or a Glenn Maxwell that Australia have. I think a player like that who can also bat in the top five and then uh, bowl a few overs for you, break partnerships. I think they're missing missing something like that. One of such, such that kind of a player, I think, would be very crucial for India. Let's hope that they it doesn't come back to bite them really hard. But yeah, yeah, I know those two. Yeah. Those are the most explosive players as well, and. I think any team could use use two of those guys. What about you, Michael? Yeah, I was thinking all-rounder as well. Yeah, someone like Livingston would be great uh, to watch. Because, um, yeah, when you look at the bowlers, they're not necessarily as good with the bat, like some Bumrah. Um, Kuldeep Yadav, I wanted to shout out, because I think he's probably the best spinner in the world at the moment. Um, and uh, I think he'll have a great tournament. But, yeah, all-rounder. Let's go, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Livingston as well. Very nice. I'm I'm kind of thinking similar as well. I've actually gone for sort of a seam bowling all-rounder. I've gone for Mitchell Stark. I think not only can he sort of bat in that number eight position where sort of Thakur is kind of um, sort of around at the moment, but also that left armour he brings as well. Um, I think that's maybe what India are kind of lacking, just point of difference. And obviously he is an unbelievable ODI wicket taker, which pretty much every team would be happy to take. Um, and then on to his, uh, his team, Australia. Um, Michael, where do you think they might sort of finish in this tournament? I think they'll get to a final. I mean, we can get on to my rogue predictions uh, at the end, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I think they'll get to the final. And my key player is David Warner. I, I think, I mean, he's getting on a bit now. It might be his last ODI World Cup, um, but he's so consistent. I mean, uh, this year... Uh, He's averaged 43 in ODIs in nine matches with a strike rate 119, which is, and you know what you're going to get from him. You know, he's so consistent, so hard to get out. Um, so, yeah, my uh, my player is David Warner. Also, um, uh, Adam Zampa, I want to shout, shout him out because Ashton Agar's out injured. So, Zampa's spin will be really important. Yeah, Warner, it's difficult to look past Warner. Uh, I agree with Michael on that. You know, he, he he's just that big match player, big tournament player, isn't he? Even if you look back at the 2021 T20 World Cup that they won, uh, David Warner was again not really firing, and then comes all guns blazing in the World Cup, ends up picking up Player of the Series, scores so many runs, and so yeah, it's David Warner. But I think another player that could be very crucial is Mitchell Marsh. Yeah, he's been one of the players in form for Australia. All-rounder gives you that bowling option as well. I mean, that team's filled with all-rounders. But yeah, Mitchell Marsh. And he's the kind of batter, again, who can 
takes the game completely away from the opposition just by himself. He gets going, he can play, he can hit it at 150, 160 and yeah, he can, he could he could really pile on a lot of misery on the opposition. Yeah, I um I think that's two very very good shouts there. I think it will be interesting to see how how they might go. Much Marsh has been catching them recently. I've actually gone for who I think is going to be their current captain, Pat Cummins. I think the Australian seam bowling um, attack for me is is obviously elite with Cummins, Hazelwood and, and Mitch Stark. But I think Sean Abbott is meant to be their sort of reserve seamer. And I think he's just a tier below. Similar on the sort of spinning side as well, as you mentioned Zampa there, Michael. Um, I think their sort of starting sort of attack is unbelievable. But if Cummins goes down, not only do they lose an unbelievable seamer, but their captain as well, um, which could be crucial in, in what will be quite a long tournament, I think. Um, and then I've actually gone on the sort of one player they could use. Uh, I've gone for Majib. I think he could partner someone like Zampa very well. Um, some off spin with, with the leg spin. And also he could probably sort of just, if Zampa gets injured, he could be that sort of frontline spinner where needed. What about you, Michael? Who have you been thinking for, for their one player they might need? Yeah, I bring another spin option in with Ashton Agar out injured. Um, so yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Cody Yadav from India because he's probably the best in the world. Great shout! Great shout! What about you, Aish? Yeah, again, these the points that both of you made with the spinner. Uh, absolutely agree with that. And uh, I go for a light, for like replacement with Ashton Agar, who's out, and Ravindra Jadeja, who better than him to have in your side. Oh can give you those runs uh, as well with a bat. Probably the best fielder in the world going around right now. So that guy could be very, very... that He could really uh, add so much to this Australian side. Someone like him. Mm. All, all very good shouts there, I think. Now, moving away from the, the sort of top three, the big three teams, Pakistan we'll move on to now, who are probably still one of the favourites and would definitely be hoping to get through to that semi-final. Um, Michael, who do you think is going to be their crucial player? Well, yeah, I definitely would not write Pakistan off for the tournament. I mean, they're ranked number two in the world for a reason. Obviously, Babar Azam is their star man. Uh, highest ranked batter uh, bat- in the world, sorry. Uh, and yeah, you can't look anywhere past him. If anyone suggests anyone else other than Babar Azam, you're wrong. <laughs> this could be the the end of this first episode and the end of the series completely with uh, a bit of beef maybe starting on air Ayush, are you are you agreeing or are you um going for for someone else and risking starting a fight with michael here yeah michael i'm not wrong thankfully i've gone with barbara as well <laughs> <laughs> he is yeah he is their star he is their superstar and just like again the same point that i made with virat kohli i'll make with barbara Azam. Uh, he is going to be that the guy to carry this entire batting attack on his shoulders. Others will have to play around him. And he's going to be the guy that's going to see them through to some really big totals. And then, again, captain, that's even more important for him. So, barbarism, absolutely. What about you, Toby? I've, I'm going to risk starting a fight with Michael here, I think. Um I'm, I was thinking about Razam, and he will be crucial if they want to win the World Cup. But I think I'm going for Harris Ralph, um, who brings that pure pace to the Pakistan side. 
And I don't think they have a huge amount of depth. I think Nassim Shah might be out injured. And although they have players like Hassan Ali and Shaheen Shah Faridi and, and some good seamers in reserve, I think just that point of difference um, and just the skill that Harris Ralph brings without him could be a slight a slight worry. And then I, if you were the Pakistan coaching lineup, which player are you going to be stealing from from another team? I'd love to steal a spinning all-rounder, ideally a left-armer, someone like a Jadeja or someone, or an off-spinner like Moeen. I'm going to go Moeen here because they, they do have Shadab who can bat as well. Uh, he's very good fielder as well. But that, that other spinner, Mohammad Nawaz, that they tend to often pick in these conditions, I don't think he's going to do the job for them. And there's too much pressure on Shadab already as the frontline spinner. And he's a bit he's been a bit off form uh, lately. So, yeah, that a variety spinner, someone who can really bat well. I think one of those guys, Moeen Ali, would be my pick as kind of guy that Pakistan could really use. How about you, Michael? Who are you, you thinking that they might need to steal from someone? Uh, I'd take Virat Kohli. Uh, because I'd have Baba Azam open in the batting, Virat Kohli coming in number three. Obviously, Baba Azam wouldn't go out, so you'd have Azam and Kohli together. Partnership of, what, 300? It would be great to watch. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. I think that's a very good shout. I was I was debating maybe giving them a, a um, an opening batter. I was thinking if they could get sort of a prime Jason Roy, someone really aggressive, that could definitely help them sort of getting off to flyer and then Brabazan wouldn't even need to worry about scoring fast and could bat at his own pace. But I've actually gone for Adam Zampa. Um, I think you obviously mentioned a sort of a second spinning option there, Ayush. But I think Shalab Khan, for me, just hasn't been quite on top form recently. And I think having Adam Zamper in as that sort of, that sort of wicket-taking um, spin bowler could be crucial. I think he's taken the most wickets since the 2019 World Cup in ODIs. Um, and he's been really impressive in, in my opinion. So I think if he maybe moved, made that move over to to Pakistan, then he could possibly help them and, and further their chances in the World Cup. Now on to New Zealand, the English counterparts in, in that World Cup final. Um, Ayush, who do you think will be their sort of their main man? Trent Bolt for me. I've always been, you know, a big admirer of Trent Bolt. Uh, he, it's it, that that team is filled with again uh, such important players in a World Cup. So many utility players as well. Uh, Kane Williamson, I, w- I would have gone for him, but he's coming back after a long time, coming back after surgery. We're not going to be sure how much he's going to be able to contribute. I think Trent Bolt is going to be their guy. In these conditions, he's he's done it so many times in the IPL as well. Conditions don't really matter to him, uh, do they? But I think, yeah, Trent Bolt, especially with the new ball, his record of picking up early wickets is also there for everyone to see. And that's going to be really crucial. Yeah, I think very true. It's interesting as well that he's not one of their sort of He's not even got a central contract, I don't think, anymore, um, which makes it quite interesting that he's coming back in from almost sort of an outside position. Obviously, he knows the whole squad very well, but it'll be interesting to see how he maybe integrates back in. Sort of maybe there might be a few fights, but I, I'd assume not. What about you, Michael? Who do you think New Zealand's pivotal player will be? I'm going Daryl Mitchell. I think he looked really good against England in the recent series. Um, and yeah, like... Uh, I used to mention Kane Williamson there. He's been out injured. I don't think you can 
I'm sure he'll get some runs, but I don't think you can they can rely on him to consistently um get good scores. So I'm going Daryl Mitchell. I think he's really he looks great at the moment. Um with the bat. Does he bowl? He does a little bit. I think he's probably gonna end up being a sort of sixth or seventh option and yeah. sort of New Zealand might go down the way of all rounders by the looks of it. Mm. So yeah. And he's yeah. been in such good He's been in such good form in all formats. Darren Mitchell is a fantastic shot, Michael, I think. Yeah, yeah I think he looked, he looked great against England. So, yeah, good Mitchell. Very nice. Yeah, I've gone similar there. I've gone for Devin Conway. Um, he's obviously had some really, really good IPLs in the last couple of years. Um, and sort of almost come out of nowhere, sort of being South African, moving to New Zealand, um, and now playing for them and being one of their most crucial players with Williamson coming back from the injury. Will Young, I think, will look likely to open the batting with Conway. Um, and I think he's almost going to be um, that sort of stalwart within the side with with Williamson maybe being injured, maybe not being able to find any form. And Will Young being very new and not really being able to prove himself um, yet since the sort of Finn Allen experiment came to a close. Um, so I think for Conway to get a lot of runs, and, and which we know he can do in India, would be crucial for, for New Zealand and their chances. And then, Ayush, who do you think New Zealand wish they had in their starting eleven? I'd love to see uh, just Preet Bumrah, Trent Bolt combination going here. They did it for the Mumbai Indians. They were so successful. And especially given that, you know, some of their other right-arm paces can be a little bit unpredictable, can't entirely rely on them. Given Tim Saudi's injury, we don't know where he's at right now. He's travelled with the team, but... There's a lot of there's a dark cloud over his participation, given uh, you know the, it was a terrible injury that he had in the previous series. So if he also won't be at his best, even if he plays, just imagine what someone like a Bumrah could do alongside Trent Bowl. No, I mean that we saw what damage they did. You're right there for for the Mumbai Indians, and that would be a worrying new ball attack and, and death bowling team up there. Um, Michael, who are you thinking? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a good shout. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the fast bowl into Trent Bolt, and I'm gonna go for uh, Babarazan. Get Kane Williamson out. He's too old. Stick Babarazan in. Take his place. You really are on the the Babarazan hype train, aren't you? Right now, Michael. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait till my yeah. predictions at the end. And, <laughs> Is he going to yeah. be the leading wicket taker? Is that what you're th- you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh. Uh, Michael, your Michael, your shouts about you know. Uh, Babar Azam earlier for you know the Kohli Babar Azam combination as well, Babar Azam Williamson combination as well. Kind of makes me think that we need we kind of have to uh, you know petition to revive the Asia 11 versus World 11 uh, series that the US to have back in the day. Imagine all these guys playing on the same team, it would be so much fun to watch. I mean, with the Ryder Cup just happening as well, I was sort of thinking, oh, yeah, it could be very interesting. I guess you couldn't really do America versus Europe because that would be quite a low quality uh, match. But I think, yeah, Asia versus um, versus the rest of the world could be a really, really exciting format. And we'll have to come to that later on in one of our episodes. Maybe come up with a few 11s um, and maybe have a little sort of simulation of the match. But I've gone for Rashid Khan, actually, as as their little steal if they if they were able to do so. I think Mitchell Santner is, is a very decent spinner but isn't anywhere near that top tier. And other than... Him. New Zealand haven't really got a sort of wicket-taking option throughout the middle um, in the sort of spin department. And I think Rashid Khan, obviously leg spinner, 
one of the best, if not the best, leg spinner in the world. Um, I think could be a brilliant pick if they were able to maybe find out Rishi Khan's great grandparents were from New Zealand or something. There might be a way to bring him over. Um, and I think he could really help the Kiwis in sort of them looking to to finally win the ODI World Cup. And then South Africa, they've not won the ODI World Cup and they're possibly the most sort of divided side with almost no all-rounders in their starting eleven. Um, but Michael, who do you think would be their most important player? Yeah, originally I was thinking um, Van der Dusen because every time I watch him play, it just seems like he's so hard to get him out. He's so consistent. Um, but then I was looking through the batting order and South Africa have actually got some really good bats, uh, batters like Bavuma, David Miller, Decart, Klaassen. Um, you know, some great options there. So I'm going to pick uh, Maharaj because I think he's a great spinner uh, in the Asian conditions. I think that, you know, we talked about this. Um, spin is going to be so important in this World Cup. So, yeah, I've gone for Maharaj. I think he's, I think he's quite underrated. Um, and he'll be, he'll be crucial next few weeks. I think that could be a very, very, very good shout there. Him working alongside Shamsi, um, both turning the balls in opposite directions. Maharaj, obviously more economical. Shamsi looking to take wickets. I think that's a very, very um, dangerous spin lineup that they have. How about you, Aish? Who do you think is going to be their key player? Yeah, the spinners are really underrated, even like uh, Michael touched up upon. Shamsi Maharaj could do a lot of damage, but I personally believe David Miller will be the guy uh, that will really, you know, take them through because finishers' role coming in a very crucial position knows these conditions in and out, has done so well in these conditions over the years as well. So with their problems with, you know, really getting the finishing job done, uh, they've lost so many crucial knockout games also just because they couldn't finish things. David Miller could be a very, very important player for them. Uh, yeah, I've gone similarly down down the batting lineup um, to how you guys have mentioned. I've gone for Quinton de Kock. He's similar to, to Bolt has come in sort of without a central contract and it will likely open, open the batting alongside Bavuma. Um, and I think that could be crucial. Bavuma is obviously not known for his explosivity. Dukok, on the other hand, um, is one is one of the mo- one of the sort of fastest starters around. And I think if he can get South Africa off to a flyer, then their middle order doesn't have to come in too early and they can almost shield the tail a little bit with um, Jensen batting at number seven, maybe a position too high. Um, and it allows the likes of Miller and Klaassen and Van der Dusen to to play their own game rather than having to sort of try and scramble and recover from a few early wickets or a slow start. And then on to the players South Africa would most like to steal Ayush. Who do you think that they could most use to improve their team? Well, again, it's uh, we, we touched up upon uh, Keshav Maharaj and uh, Tabresh Shamshi and the spin options. We know how good they have they are with the pace attack as well. Even though Lungi and Giri is missing, they do have, you know, uh, someone like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I think it's Andrik Nokia who's missing. They just still have someone like Lungi and Giri in the side. Tabada's always around. I think that, that they don't have that fast bowling all-rounder who can, you know, who can really chip in with some few overs in the middle and uh, Andil Felukwai was there, but again, can you depend on him for the entirety of a World Cup? So I'm going to say maybe a Hardik Pandya or a Marcus Stoinis, that absolute power hitter 
uh, and why Hardik Pandya is a good choice as well because he can uh, link up with the guy I named, who's going to be the most important player, David Miller. We've seen that for the Gujarat uh, team as well in the IPL, and them linking up together plus a few overs from that all-rounder. So I think that's that's one guy they would love to see. How about you, Michael? Where do you think South Africa need the improvement? Yeah, I agree. I think a pace bowler would be really good. If you look at their batting lineup, it's so strong um, throughout. So, and the, but the bowling, not so much. Um, so yeah, I'd go for a pace bowler. Trent Bolt. Let's go, Trent Bolt. I like that a left armor as well. Good option always. I've I've gone down the fast bowling route as well. Good to see all three of us agreeing there. I've gone for someone who's not even in the World Cup, actually. Um, I might need his prime option to to get the, the full rounder ability, but I've gone for Andre Russell. I think if you look at him, he's probably just passed it now on the bowling front. But if you look at him five, six years ago, he was the perfect rounder and would have fit in brilliantly at number seven, probably, for the South African side. He's not quite got the ability of Janssen as the ball, um, but his batting would really make up for it. And I mean, with the likes of Markram... Uh, being able to bowl a bit of spin, you wouldn't even necessarily need the full 10 overs from Andre Russell every single time. Uh, so I think he'd just bring a bit more explosivity to what is already um, a brilliant middle order and his bowling option uh, at number seven could be very useful. And then Sri Lanka as well, obviously got to the final of the uh, the Asian Games where it didn't quite go to plan for them, Aish. Do you think they have a good chance? And, and who are you backing as their their sort of key player? Uh, I think they, they dearly miss Vanindu Hasaranga. That is a massive miss for Sri Lanka in this World Cup because there was one guy, especially in these conditions, how, given how good he is with both bat and ball, that's a massive miss. But if someone's really going to step up for them, it has to be, I think, the opener Karuna Ratne, who's also their test skipper. Karuna Ratne, a very experienced player. Just reminds me a lot of Sangakara so many times that he bats. And uh, we all remember how good Sangha was in 2011. So someone like Karuna Ratne who can hold the batting attack together, play the anchor role. Uh, yeah, that that would be important for them. No, I, I do agree with that. I think the lack of Hasaranga could be very, very hard on, on the Sri Lankan size. Michael... What are your thoughts on all this? Who who could be crucial for their sort of hopes? Yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert on Sri Lankan cricket, but uh, Hasaranga being injured definitely stood out to me. Uh, so I chose um, Dan Anjaya de Silva, right arm off spinner, who, who I guess the emphasis is on him now to produce the spin quality with Hasaranga out injured. Um, yeah, it's a massive, massive miss for them. I think that's a great shout. The sort of the the partnership that those two had was fantastic and was definitely part of the foundation that Sri Lanka were trying to build off. Um, and similarly, I've gone for uh, their captain, Dasan Shanaka, who's a sort of lower middle order player, um, looks to sort of try and hit big at the end, bowls a bit of medium pace as well. Um, and I think with no Hasaranga, um, he could be key to sort of trying to balance their, their lineup a little bit, particularly on the poor run of form he's had at the moment. If he can try and get back to his best, um, then he's definitely a great option and hopefully could lead Sri Lanka uh, as captain to, to at least the semi-finals. I think that would be a huge success um, for, for them. On the Sri Lankan front as well, we need them to steal a player. Michael, who would you most like Sri Lanka to steal to help improve them in the future? Um, 
I think a fit Hasaranga, to be honest. I think he's such a big miss. He's losing a player like that just before the World Cup. You know, it's going to massively impact their fortunes, especially with you know Schlanker not being the best team at the tournament. Um, a player like Hasaranga is massive for them. Uh, so yeah, I would go for Hasaranga or any other spin option really to replace him. Basically, pick a pick a bowling all round, batting all round around there, and that's that's all they need. Yeah, you know that's a, that's a really good point about Hasaranga because, like I said earlier, that he is he's he's such a massive miss for them, isn't he? He was always expect in the build up. He was always expected to be uh, their absolute main man, but he's not there. Uh, I was actually thinking from the bowling perspective more for Sri Lanka. Uh, because I think the batting will still kind of handle itself. The spin bowling all-rounders are there. Wouldn't they love someone like a Shaheen Afridi? Yeah, I mean, the bowling still feels that, you know, they still don't have the big name in there, especially the pace bowling. We, we've seen Matisha Patirana won the title with Chennai as well in the IPL. He's been doing well in international cricket. But again, a youngster, not too experienced. But how about a big guy, a big name like Shaheen Afridi? Yeah, I was absolutely torn with with either the seam bowling or, or a, a spinning all rounder. I've got actually gone for um, Liam Livingston here as as a Hasaranga replacement as well. I think although he's not quite as good with the ball as, as Hasaranga, I think Sri Lanka can cover that uh, more easily. I think Livingston batting at five or six just allows um, them to lengthen their lineup a little bit and. And it might just be a little bit of bias considering they were bowled out for 50 very recently in the Asia Cup. But I think that's possibly where um, Hasaranga will almost be missed more. But obviously his leg spin on the side is is unbelievable as well. And then also staying in, in the Asian region, Bangladesh. Michael, who do you think is, is going to be their most important player? Well, Tanzid Hassan looked really good this morning. And he's part of a new opening partnership for them with uh, Litton Das. Uh, and they played really well against Sri Lanka in a warm-up match uh, last week. Um, they got a 131-run partnership. Uh, so I think they've had some issues with their opening partnerships uh, recently. And I think these two are, might have a good tournament. Yeah, I like that call. Tammy McBall, I think, was who is, I mean, a stalwart of, of the Bangladesh sort of cricket um, team, has sort of been pulled out slash thrown out of the team with a sort of he got injured a few weeks ago or a few months ago and they were sort of maybe thinking he might come in um down the order and he was like no I'm, there's no way I'm batting anywhere other than the opening position and obviously there was a lot of controversy around it so I think that opening partnership you're right there could be crucial uh for Bangladesh how about you Aish? I think the captain Shakib Alassan uh especially with everything that's happened with him and Tamim the you know the kind of problems that have been there just these are the kind of problems you do not want in the build-up to a World Cup with the entire controversy, like you mentioned, Toby, around Tommy McPal as well. But I think Shakib's going to come fired up now. He's going to come with a point to prove. And I think he... And we all, we all know his skills with the bat, with his left-arm spin. And now he's the captain as well. So Shakib really has to step up if Bangladesh are to cause a few upsets and miraculously even make the World Cup semi-final this year. Yeah, I'm going to go for um, the Fizz, Mr. Fizzer, um, who's left-arm seamer for Bangladesh. Um, and I mean, burst onto the scene 
as Michael Richards would say a few years ago, or more than a few years ago now, and never quite lived up to to how he started. A few injuries um, have plagued his career, which hasn't helped. But I think if he can find any sort of form, having played in the IPL a fair few times as well, knows the conditions. And I think that could be very key in, in Bangladesh overperforming um, where they're hoped to be, I'm sure. I've then also gone for Adil Rashid, I think, as uh, as a player that they could try and steal from another country. I think maybe not Rashid, but one of the leggies in particular, they could very much use their, their spinning options. Haven't quite um, quite lived up. I think Mehdi uh, Hassan has been pr- pretty good recently, but they just lack a sort of frontline experienced uh, spinner, in, in my opinion, to, to go alongside Shaqib. Um, I think they could work quite well in tandem, those two. How about you, uh, Michael? Who do you think that, that Bangladesh might want to steal? Uh, take a guess. Barbarazan? Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, with all those issues you were talking about with the, the batters, Barbarazan's your man. Get him in. I love that. I think basically from this podcast so far, we've worked out that Barbarazan should be the, the kind of player that every player wants to be or that every team needs. So if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, it, it should definitely be that, listeners. Ayush, who have you gone for then as uh, as someone that they might want to steal? Uh, before I say that, before I g- give out the name, I think we've started a barbarism fan-, fan club over here. He's going to be really pleased if he listens to this podcast, which I wish he does. So, uh, yeah, I think Bangladesh could really use that fast bowling all-rounder, someone like Hardik Pandya. Uh, they miss that. They have, like you guys mentioned, the spin bowling all-rounders, uh, all really good options. But someone like a Pandya, just imagine what he could do uh, with that explosive batting as well. And Ability to pick so many wickets in the middle overs, sometimes with a new ball as well, could be a good option at the death as well. So, yeah, I, I feel Pandya, uh, kind of a player, is what Bangladesh need. And then on to Afghanistan, who were obviously played in the 2019 World Cup, didn't really have the best tournament, but are definitely looking stronger uh, or have looked stronger in this cycle and hopefully will look to push on. Michael, who do you think is going to be there? Um, key player for this tournament? Well, they've got two players inside top three ODI rankings, which is pretty impressive for Afghanistan. Uh, Majib Rahman and Mohammed Nabi. They're very highly ranked, so I'll go with both of them. Uh, it's a toss-up. Yeah, as as Michael would say, you'll be wrong if you said any other name, so I'm going to go with Rashid Khan. Uh, he's just fantastic. He's he, leg spinner, Still so difficult to pick, even after so many years of him playing international cricket. Uh, batting, fielding, everything. He, he's got it all. And once again, coming to my love for all-rounders, I think Rashid Khan is going to be... The onus is on him yet again. Yeah, I, I will have to agree with you there, Ayush. I think Rashid Khan, working with um, Nabi and Majib as sort of that sort of spinning trio, um, are pretty much going to be Afghanistan's main hope in this. They're going to have to try and roll over a few teams cheaply and, and maybe get a good chase or or put a good score on early on. Um, but I think Rashid Khan will probably have to be one of the sort of leading wicket takers with a low economy, which we all know he can do and has done for many years now for, for Afghanistan to to really push on this uh, this tournament. And then I've gone for Joe Root as their most crucial player, but you could have gone for Babrazam. 
if you if he's if you fancy him more. Um, I think Afghanistan just struggled to bat out overs generally. I mean, you look at the 2019 World Cup, and they only um, they were all out, sorry, in seven of their nine matches, and were eight down and nine down respectively in the in the other two. Um, so they obviously haven't got that sort of long batting lineup um, that some of these teams have. So I think someone like Joe Root, um, Virat Kohli, a sort of number three, number four batter who can just bat for time and really sort of carry through the the team because they have a lot of hitters around them. Um, but someone just like to, to to bat through and bat deep really could be crucial. Um, are you sure have you gone for as a sort of a, a steal option? Yeah, I was thinking very much on those lines as well. Guys like Choru, Virat Kohli, who are very good leaders as well. And I was I was thinking more from the leadership standpoint of what teams like Afghanistan, Netherlands right now lack and they would love is the kind of a leader who can really steer them through uh, such such tournaments, such situations. I've gone for Kane Williamson, actually. Uh, you know, of course, given given the fact that he'd be fit and raring to play, Kane Williamson, such a fantastic leader. He's, guide, he's, you know, guided New Zealand cricket through for the past few years. And imagining him in a team like Afghanistan that's got some really talented players, I absolutely agree with what you guys said with uh, Mujib and Navi as well, uh, alongside Rashid, they've, they've probably got the most well-rounded spin attack in this entire tournament, if you if you look at it that way. But a guy like Kane Williamson, a leader, uh, so calm and composed, you can count on him all the time, would be perfect. Definitely. So, Michael, how about you? Who do you think sort of, where do you think Afghanistan can most improve? And why is yeah, it I agree. Down? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Babar Azam uh, definitely was a consideration uh, yeah I'll go for a batter as well but um, someone a bit different I'll go for Ian Sterling from Ireland get him Ooh. in <laughs> that's very interesting I, I leader put Paul Sterling rather than Ian I think Ian's the, the comedian I want the comedian the guy yeah. the comedian. he could at least no, do joking, voiceovers yeah. maybe of uh <laughs> In the in the World Cup tonight, and sort of talking about that. So may, maybe that's what they actually need. They don't need leaders. They don't need batters. They need voiceovers. To, they just to need a bit of banter. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Again, another another good shout. And then finally, the Netherlands, um, new to the the ODI World Cup this year, and could be it really could be a tough run for them. Well, in the qualifiers, they they look decent, but not really world beaters. Michael, who do you think could be their most important player? Yeah, I think um, I'd definitely rather have West Indies in the tournament than the Netherlands personally. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, I'll go for, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Bas de Lied, Lieder. He's an all-rounder, 23, so he's young, kind of just broke through. But um, he was really good in the, the qualifying tournament key reason why they qualified for the World Cup. So I'll go with him, I think. Young young prodigy coming through. Yeah, I, I absolutely love um, Basley. I think he's class. Um, I think he's probably about three or four. I think he played quite nicely in the um, Royal London One Day Cup. Or sorry, the, the Metro Bank One Day Cup it is now. But, but I really like him. I think that's a very, very good call. Why are you, Aish? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Basley was the top of my list as well. Alongside their captain, Edwards, uh, he, he's been good, he's experienced, He's he's been good in uh, the ODIs as well off late. Uh, 
keep a batter. So I think yeah, but Dilly Dilly has to be their their top name. Mm. I've gone for um, Max O'Dowd. He was crucial, I thought, in the T uh, Twenty um, World Cups that have, have happened in the last cycle. And I think opening the batting, they'll really need the same again from him to stand up and and hopefully try and bat through a bit of time and then allow a lot of their sort of all-rounders um, and sort of middle-order players to maybe come in slightly later on rather than in the power play, which they've often been accustomed to. Kind of on a similar note, I was thinking about maybe Virat Kohli as an option for, for a steal there from the Netherlands. Similar to Afghanistan, I think they need someone to bat time um, and to and sort of almost to bat around. And he is obviously a specialist in India too. But I think they also are missing some spinners. They've got two somewhat decent spinners, um, but but neither really to to shout about. So I think possibly a Ravi Jadeja or Rashid Khan, um, who also have a bit of batting talent, could be cru- could be crucial as well. I mean, they're they're two spinners have one of them has the worst economy in the last cycle and the other has the worst average so they're definitely not not top tier spinners Ayush who do you think that Netherlands would love to steal from another team yeah I agree uh, like I was mentioning with Afghanistan as well a leader a batter who's also a leader could really help them but I think looking at this World Cup I'm absolutely your, your point about uh, the spinners is spot on and I think, uh, so the two guys who are going to be their lead spinners is probably Roloff van der Merwe and Shari Zahmad, who's a 20-year-old leggy. You can't expect him to do a lot of the work, right? Uh, van der Merwe's experience is going to need another strong spinner as well. And someone like Kuldeep Yadav or Adil Rashid that England have uh, experience, you know, Ish Sodhi that New Zealand have. So an experienced spinner who can pick wickets in the middle, Adam Zampa, another example. I think that's that's what they really, really miss in a World Cup happening in India, especially. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if Virat Kohli uh, switched his allegiance to Dutch, they wouldn't say no to having him uh, in their lineup. To be honest, you could pick a lot of players to go into this this uh, Netherlands team. Um, so yeah, I'll go for as as we're ending, go for Babarazan. <laughs> what a way to end that's that's definitely a crucial player for the Netherlands but we still have a few predictions to make through for the whole tournament uh as well let's start with top run scorers uh Michael we'll throw it straight back to you who who do you think will be the uh the number one run scorer in this world cup uh it's going to be Babarazan but <laughs> um I would love it to be Dawid Milan I think um it would be great if he he led us to the final and uh, got loads of runs. He's in he's in amazing form. Um, so yeah, any any of the England batsmen would be amazing. But yeah, I'm going Baba Razam. That's that's a very good shout, I think, and I don't think anyone saw that one coming. I have. <laughs> how about you? Who do you think will be number one? Top the run scoring charts. Yeah, ba- Baba Razam's definitely a great shout yet again. But uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with Virat Kohli. I think he's pumped, he's ready, he's been so good uh, in all forms again. He's back to where he was after those couple of years in the middle uh, that put really bad for him. And I think he's very, very keen on uh, taking the side through and getting that World Cup win. He's won a World Cup before, but this is going to be a lot a lot different for him because he's the man to take them through this time. And yeah, it's... It's 
it's it's an easy pick virat kohli but i think i think he's going to do it this time like you're going to see he's even going to break sachin tendulkar's uh, odi 100s record and i think he's also going to be the leading run scorer at this world cup i'm actually going for rohit sharma i think i think obviously playing in home conditions helps but i've had a look at a few stats and nine of the 12 leading run scorers in odi world cups have been opening batters um, obviously they get the longest time to bat and I think the home conditions really will probably help Rohit Sharma particularly if India are going to want to win the World Cup I think he'll likely have to um, do well I was also thinking Travis Heads maybe could be an option um, and obviously um, Gill Shubman Gill is is a really really great young talent um, and, and a very good shout there as well and then on to wicket takers Michael who, who are you thinking for the number one wicket taker um I've gone for Mitchell Stark. I think um, he's he's so good. His pace is seriously impressive, and he's so consistent. He, well, he's pretty consistent as well, and he looks good at the moment. And I think um, Australia. We'll probably get to my predictions, but I think Australia will get to the final, um, which is obviously a key factor to the highest wicket taker. So I'm going for Stark. Very nice. How about you, Ayush? Who do you think will be that leading wicket taker come the end of the tournament? I'm going. I'm going with Mitchell Stark as well. It's the the focus is on the spinners because it's a World Cup in India, and we're going to see a lot of. I think the top five wicket takers will probably be dominated by the spinners. But Stark at World Cups, it's just it's just such a great love story. I mean, you see 2015, you see 2019 as well. He's he's picked. Picked up 49 wickets in just those two tournaments, and just two ODI World Cups that he's played in his career. And I think he's gonna he's gonna do it again. It's gonna be a hat trick of uh, a hat trick for Mitchell Stark uh, of being the leading wicket taker at a World Cup. And he already picked up a hat trick in the warm up game just a couple of days ago. And I think he's gonna bring that form when his team needs it the most. I was also thinking very heavily about Mitchell Stark. Um, left armers really dominate um, the the wicket-taking competition. And I was very heavily thinking that maybe he could make it three in a row, as you mentioned there, Ayush. However, I think in, in the spirit of mixing things up, um, I'm going to go for Shaheen Shah Afridi from Pakistan, another left armer, um, and that point of difference takes the new ball and is possibly the best new ball bowler, if not if not one of, um, in the competition. And will come back at the end as well, try and hit a few Yorkers where you really cash in on wicket takers. Uh, sorry, cash in as a wicket taker. Um, and I think he he could maybe be that difference. Uh, and then on to player of the tournament. Ayush, who do you think will be the most important player uh, in this competition? Yeah, I'm thinking back to 2011 again, how Yuvraj Singh did it. And if India has to do it again, a very important, a, a similar role will have to be played by Ravindra Jadeja. I'm going for him. His batting has not been up to the mark in ODIs of late, but that was the case with Yuvraj as well. Uh, granted, Jadeja won't bat as much as Yuvraj did in the World Cup because Yuvraj played at four and five. Uh, but Jadeja's wicket taking skills, his fielding, everything's going to come into come into the picture. And I think Ravindra Jadeja is the top contender for me for player of the tournament. 
that's a very good shout. I was, I was considering him as well. Michael, who 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 do you think? Um, I think generally these awards kind of go to the winning a player from the winning team. Um, so I think Pakistan are going to win it. So it's, it's a rogue shout. Um, I'll, I'll maybe I'll explain uh, in a bit. But so I'm going Babarazam. I know, I know, I know. I'm going Babarazam. Uh, but I also want to shout out. If India win it, Jasprit Bumrah, I think he'll. Uh, I think he's great. Uh, and if England win it, Ben Stokes because he's he's the man. Yeah, I've I've thought of similar to you there, Michael. I'm going for Josh Butler though. I think obviously captaining England. I think England will. I hope England will win. I think England could win. I don't really know, um, and I don't want to jinx it as well. Uh, which I probably have done now. But I think Joss Butler will be very crucial, batting number five as well this year, upper position, um, likely. So I think he, a few good runs from him, captaining as well, I think will definitely help if if his team wins it. And two in a row for, for England would be a monumental effort from, from that squad. Um, but yeah, as Michael's teased there, let's move on then to the teams themselves. Michael, you said you predicted Pakistan to win. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so basically I'm ruling out, it's because I'm ruling out the other teams. So India, I think, are the best team going into the tournament, but they've got this voodoo hanging over their head, you know, this semi-final curse. Um, And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on them, home conditions. And I just think they'll go out in the semis um, to Pakistan. Watch this space. Um, we'll clip this up also if it works. I, I'm 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 quietly confident, and the Asian conditions will favour them. They'll be used to that. England, I I, I did have England as my uh, my favourites to win, but I was watching them play Bangladesh this morning, and one clip made me change that prediction. It was Reese Topley had just bowled an over. He actually just he got a wicket at the end of the over, and he just went down on his uh, hands on his knees. He and he said. Is so hot, so I think the England players might struggle with that. Saying that, a lot of them have, well, all of them have got experience in the IPL, but I think the heat will catch up with them. Pakistan will like the Asian conditions, and Australia. I think they'll be good. I think they'll get to the final, but they're going to lose to Pakistan in the final. Oh, very interesting. We've seen your whole thought process there. I like it. Ayush, yeah. who who do you think will take home the trophy? Yeah, I love that from Michael. I think that if if it does play out that way, that will be. Uh, we just it probably make it the most exciting World Cup that we've seen so far, but I think I think England's going to do it. I'm backing them to you know become that first team after Australia to defend a World Cup. Uh, I think India will beat the semi-final curse, but there will be a new final curse that will come up for them. I'm, I'm thinking of an India England final, but England's going to get the job done. I think uh, such a well-rounded team, in my opinion. They are the most well-rounded, perfectly balanced team, I would say. And um, yeah, um, the, they've, they've got a little bit of, uh, you know, you can say that lucky charm in Matthew Mott as well. Uh, of course, it's more, it's more to do with his skill as coach than a lucky charm. But we've seen what he's done with the Australia women. He came in and won the T20 World Cup with them just in a few months. Uh, they've got a, they've got the same captain as well and Josh Butler, so I I think England's going to do the job. 
my semi finalists will be india england australia and pakistan Ooh, pakistan as well i i do agree with those um those semi finalist shouts i think pakistan australia india england will likely be the sort of four dominant teams south africa and new zealand can definitely throw up a few hiccups along the way but i don't think new zealand's spin options are, are good enough and south africa similarly I think, as I mentioned, they're sort of almost too divided. They've got very good bowling options, very good batting options, but there's no real blend. And so a few early wickets um, in a couple of the matches, which which are fairly likely just means you could get to the tail slightly too early for South Africa. I'm going to predict England to win as well. Um, I think it will be very, very tough. And even in 2019, they had a few slip-ups here and there, um, even when it was home conditions. So I think... Um, don't expect that they'll go unbeaten or that any team will necessarily go unbeaten throughout the competition. Um, and I think they'll probably be facing I mean, Australia in the final um, in what could be sort of an Ashes 2.0 um, final with India near Pakistan in the semis. And I think it could be a very, very exciting tournament. Four teams who are very easily could win it. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Michael, who are you thinking then will get through to the, the semis in the final? Um, yeah, can I just say, you've both predicted England to win the World Cup, and none of you have mentioned Ben Stokes coming out of retirement. That's that's got to be the main reason for us to win. I mean, he's he's the most clutch player of all time. He's got to be. But anyway, yeah, uh, semi-finals. I'm going India, uh, Pakistan, England, Australia. Um, Pakistan to beat India in the semis. Australia to beat England in the semis. Australia-Pakistan final. That's very interesting there that we've all gone for the same semi-final lineup. I guess orders might differ and everything, but but we'll have to, to wait and find out how well we know ball, I guess. Um, <laughs> thank you two for joining me. It's been a great first episode. Um, and we'll be back hopefully twice a week throughout the competition, sort of following England, uh, India and, and the rest of the, the sides to see how our predictions might fare up. And we'll especially be looking forward to seeing how Babar Azam fairs at this competition hopefully michael hasn't cursed babrazam now to to make a continual number of ducks but there's only one way to find out so make sure you guys join us in a few days and have a look at the sports gazette uh website as well ayush you've got an article coming out soon um about five things to look forward to and to look out for at this world cup do you want to tell us a little bit about it yeah just uh yeah it's it's a preview of the world cup that i've done for the sports gazette uh, looking at the five, I would say, things that you can look out for or the biggest talking points in the World Cup. We've covered quite a bit in here as well. Uh, for those who read the article, you'll be able to relate to that after listening to this podcast uh, episode as well. But yeah, I've, I've touched upon, of course, Afghanistan and Netherlands, why you shouldn't uh, count them out completely, given that Afghanistan do also play in spin-heavy conditions. The hosts... Uh, the last three World Cups have been won by the hosts, things like that. Of course, I couldn't uh, miss out on Virat Kohli chasing Sachin Tendulkar's record uh, once again. Uh, and at the risk of sounding too repetitive, my love for all-rounders, that has also been covered in that. So yeah, I think uh, we've covered a few bases, important talking points. And uh, I'm going to definitely say that it's a good read, but I'm going to leave it up to everyone else to tell me what they think about it. Make sure you go and check that out then on the Sports Gazette website and Michael's article as well, previewing this England squad. 
Um, but thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.